Loading Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Uh, my guest today is a Broadway actor currently bringing down the house as the willful young Englishman John Newton, torn between following in the footsteps of his father by going into the slave trade business or joining his childhood sweetheart in the quest to abolish slavery, which is all explored in the hit Broadway show, Amazing Grace. Josh Young, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you with me. So I I saw Amazing Grace, loved it. It's so powerful. Um, And your performance was spectacular. Um, Thank you. You know, it's it's really eye-opening watching it. I mean, of course, you know, I've seen other movies, I've seen other, you know, you learn about it in school, but every time I see something like this, it's it's heartbreaking getting a glimpse into what the slave trade was like and what happened in that era, and it brings up for me, too, like other thoughts about other people that have been persecuted against. Um, and in a way, you get to experience what those times were like every night on stage, and I was wondering what, what that's been like. Um, is it real emotional? Um, how's that been for you? Uh, yeah, it's it's really emotional. Um, I, I would say it's probably more emotional for the people who I'm spying and selling, the, uh, the people who we refer to as our African ensemble, um, and and for the, the man who plays my personal uh, slave, um, Chuck Cooper, who plays Thomas, who we later realize Thomas's given name is Pakute. Um, I feel like for them, it's got to be a whole different experience. Yes, for me, you know, being such a wretched man as John Newton was before he was, you know, his enlightenment, um, it's 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 a rough path to go down. But I I certainly could. It's it, it, it's nothing compared to what these the other people in my cast go through being slaves themselves. Yeah, absolutely. That is a good point. Yeah, and he, um, Chuck Thomas, I mean, he's absolutely yeah. fantastic in the show as well. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, but I think even just witnessing it over and over, I mean, I wonder for you if it brought another layer of, you know, the history. Like if you if you look at it differently now than you did before, having, you know, been so involved in the show now. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Yeah, no, I just wonder if it takes on a different meaning for you now, like, you know, everything that all the persecution that happened against African-Americans, like, you know, now having kind of been part of the show. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, we all kind of are taught in school history of, of uh, slavery in America. Um, but, you know, it really started, the, the African slave trade really started overseas in Europe. And it was brought, the the, the um, uh, Europeans brought the African cargo to the American colonies to sell them. And, and there's so much about that that I, I didn't know about, about specifics of those the goings on um and and that i've learned now and it really was john newton who um who started the end of that transatlantic slave trade um and i, I think you you get a, you get a good over overview of what what that was like um in our show yeah you definitely do and um how did you prepare for the role of john newton um well luckily for me there's uh great wealth of information because because um john newton kept the journal every day of his life and he wrote letters to his wife um 
almost every day he was away, and all of those have been kept. So it's really a, a, a great thing. I'm able to draw upon any question I might have. I can I can search through his journals and, and, and find the answers to those questions. So that's a real a real gift as an actor. Oh, that's really cool. No, I didn't even I didn't even know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Now you have to cry a lot in this in this show. Can you cry on cue now? I wondered that while I was no, watching I, it. No, I I, 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 I kind of can. It, it has to be like something, something you know, sad has to be going on, um, or or I have to just think of something sad. I just, I think I've just, I kind of have sensitive eyes. Like if if, if I think think of anything sad, I, I kind of automatically go there. Um, it, it, it's kind of a gift and a curse because I think as an actor, you want to. It's more interesting to watch somebody try not to cry than to cry. That's that's especially what we're taught in school, because um, that's an active thing, trying not to cry rather than crying. But in our show, it's just you know, there's just so many tear jerking moments that it's it's hard to resist it. Yeah, absolutely. Because can you share any of the things that you think about to get yourself to that place? Well, I don't have to. I don't have to. There's no point in the show where um, I need to try to make myself cry because what's going on in the show itself is that sad. It has that pull for you. Yeah. 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 And yeah, so I don't have to like draw from my own life. Sure, sure. I mean, this, and the show's very powerful, but it seems that, you know, I was looking over your resume, and you are drawn to really dramatic and impactful roles. Like, you were Marius and Les Mis, you're Judas and, and Jesus Christ. Um, is that just your, you know, is that is that kind of your tendency because those are what you prefer? Is that like it's, what you connect with? It's just, you know, I would love to be, you know, doing some comedy and musical comedy in the future because, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I have done a lot of very dramatic, uh, weighty roles. Um, I, I think it's just somehow over the years, I've be, that's kind of what I've become really um, valuable as, as as an actor at doing. I think uh, it's very accessible. Those those parts of uh, those parts are very accessible to, to me for some reason. And uh, you know I'm, I'm grateful for them, but yeah, uh, some some levity would be nice yeah, at some point I, in my career. Yeah, I asked this of some of some of my other guests that are you know have one one that was in Lima's actually, but just that have other weighty roles like that. And like, how do you separate? You know, because you can't let it affect the other areas of your life. How do you? What's your technique to kind of be able to walk away at the end of the day of the show and you know not have it kind of hanging over you all the time? Oh, it's really that's a tough one. Um, I don't have a technique for that. I need one <laughs> because <laughs> it does kind of stick with me. You know, whenever the show's over, though, I just, you know, we go sign autographs at the stage door and, and you know, people's appreciation and, and discussions we have with the uh, audience members, they kind of bring me back, snap me back into real life. And and then I go right to bed because it is a very exhausting role. But it's, all, you know, obviously it's a labor of love. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, now, I found this really interesting. Um in your late teens, you shed a hundred pounds. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. How, how were you able to do that? Well, I was accepted into uh, a, a, in Pennsylvania. There's a place called the Governor's School for the Arts, and it's a very pre- prestigious uh, honor to be accepted into it. And it was, I was I, I, before that, I didn't really have direction in my life. And when I was accepted into that program, I I took that as you know what, maybe this is my calling. And, and I was accepted for acting and singing. And and I figured, uh, and, and everyone always told me I had kind of a voice for a nice voice for a young leading man, but I certainly didn't have the body for it. So 
um, I, I decided one day that I would just start running three miles every day, and I had a very specific diet, and I lost all that weight in four months. Wow. Oh, my God. Yep. I guess that's the luck of the metabolism of a teenager, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. trying to lose five pounds. <laughs> um, and did you do you find like you know you hear a lot about women and the struggle they have and the critique of that like as an actor on Broadway is there a lot of pressure on men as well like to maintain their physique um, like do you feel that now as an adult? I mean, or? I'm sure there's definitely I would say less, um, but there are. I mean, I have in the past. 10 years, I have been told, I have gone in for an audition and they said I need to lose 15 pounds if I want to be um, considered for a specific role. So, I mean, it's there for sure. And it should, I mean, it, it should be if you, I mean, for this role, for instance, I, you, I have to, I have to portray someone who's been at one point in the show, he's been uh, held captive for over a month without very much food. So, you know, for roles like that, there, there's a reason you have to be in a specific shape. There's other roles where it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter what somebody looks like. They just need to be, you know, good for the role. But there are tons of roles where it doesn't make sense for somebody to have extra weight on them. And there's also plenty of roles where it doesn't make some sense for somebody to be skinny. Right. So, um, you know, I think because it's entertainment, a lot of people, and and because I guess sex sells, there are lots of shows where they specifically just want in people who are in shape. But then again, a lot of those uh, those roles have to like dance really well. And normally people who dance really well are in shape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Running around that stage gets you in shape too, I think. <laughs> it's a pretty yeah. good, yeah, pretty good exercise. Um, is it hard now to have a, like a healthy relationship with your body having gone through that when you were younger or do you? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think of myself as, an over overeater for life and it's always just a delicate balance of being able to do enough exercise um and and trying to eat a eat a healthy diet it's very hard with this show schedule and to to make sure i get to the gym every day and to make sure i have well-rounded meals but you know that's my cross to bear it's not a big deal and, and it's something i'm managing yeah no it is hard to stay healthy like um yeah i know like i've like micah stock i know swears by um that the yellow i think it's like uh emergency every every day oh, yeah. he, he sure. has that sure. um i've talked to a lot of different guests that have like different techniques that make them feel more comfortable they're going to stay healthy and um and stuff like that but it's definitely difficult um what's your what kind of exercise routine do you like like if it's a monday and you got the day off i do i do group i do group fitness classes um at a place called mark fisher fitness which is on uh, 39th and 9th and he's the guy who owns the uh the uh, Mark Fisher of Mark Fisher Fitness. I went to college with him, and it's a really great group fitness. Um, yeah, it place. has a lot of. I have heard of it. It has a lot of Broadway actors that go there, right? Yeah, it's kind yep. of become uh-huh. like a Broadway community. Was he on Broadway yeah, totally. himself, or was? Uh, he he went to school for musical theater. He was. I I did shows with him actually at Syracuse University, and and uh, I think he ended up finding that being a fitness trainer was his calling. Now, where did you grow up? Um, Wallingford, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Philadelphia and near Swarthmore. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I hear I hear a little bit of an accent. I didn't know if Pennsylvanians had an accent, but <laughs> oh, I hear I a little bit. <laughs> oh. I wasn't sure All what right. it was. Yeah. There you um, go. So, what do you like to do if, besides exercising? What do you like to do in your downtime? Oh, in my downtime, I sleep uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because uh, so necessary for a role like this. Um, I, I sleep and I, I, 
to be honest, I, I, I in my downtime for this show to get myself kind of out of the mind frame of being a slaver in the 1700s. Uh, I've been watching like a lot of kind of trashy TV like Bachelorette and um, and Project Runway because it totally takes me right out of that. You asked me earlier what takes me out of how how do I uh-huh. kind of mentally break out of that <laughs> mindset and and, and I, it's it's that's the easiest way and that's kind of what I've been doing a lot of recently. Yeah, I I saw your Twitter feed and I did I was going to ask you about the Bachelorette because I love the Bachelorette as well um, and I agree it's a definite way to clear your mind. <laughs> um, totally. So let's talk about this for a minute. What do you think of her final pick? <laughs> I I couldn't be, I couldn't believe it. I I thought he was a dud. Were, and, you were team, um, you were team Nick? I wasn't really team Nick. I wasn't team either of them. I was, I'm not really team her either. I, I, <laughs> all, all three I could I could do without all three of them. But um, I I thought uh, Sean was such a downer the whole season, and uh, I didn't really see a spark between the two of them at all. I at least saw a spark with her and Nick. Um, so I thought that that would have been the right choice for her happiness. But what do I know? And obviously they edit that show together, so you never really know. You haven't really seen everything. Uh, I know there's some conspiracy theories that think that they hired Nick on because she had already like given her heart to Sean. Um, but, oh, is that right? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I haven't heard that yet. But what what's brilliant about that show is that you didn't like any of them, but yet you still watched it, right? <laughs> it's just yeah, addictive TV. Addictive TV. Um, totally. How would your friends describe you? Oh boy, uh, I think I think they would describe me as neurotic and funny. Although you never see that side of me on stage. But again, that's something that I would like to uh, I would like to uh, in, invest in more in the future um, in roles. Um, but but yeah, uh, I'm not by any means the uh, leading man type in real life. Um, um, and I think it, it comes from being from growing up being kind of fat and awkward, <laughs> and so so I don't think uh, I think I've kept that with me through the years. So like I erotic played, and funny. I, I, I never until I was until I was like eighteen. I had never played any kind of leading man role. I was always the character actor. So hopefully, I get to take I get to bring that to my work soon. Do you, so you, you think of yourself like Narak and funny. The first thing that pops in my mind is like a Woody Allen type. Is, is that your sense yeah. of humor or what? Yeah. Like give yeah. us a really okay okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I would Woody bet. Allen's I mean, good. I think you're totally adorable. I am sure fans hit on Thank you, you all the time. So, um, <laughs> any great gifts you've gotten or anything interesting? I have. I I do get great gifts from opening night. I got this a tremendous. Uh, orchid like garden from one of my fans and uh i I get like gift boxes and stuff i i don't have like tons of fans but the ones that i do have are they're very nice the orchid garden are you into are you into that is that was something that they knew about you i'm into it because it's beautiful and now it makes my apartment look nice yeah yeah do you keep some of the stuff in your dressing room too i do i have one orchid from my agents um and what else do I have in here? Uh, my leading lady, Erin Mackey, she her her mother made me a, uh, a framed um, John Newton like tribute for it has some page some uh, some pages of uh, his his letters to a wife, which is essentially it's a book made up of letters that he wrote to his wife, and then a picture of him, and then an, uh, some weathered pages of some of his hymns. So I've got that. And what else do I have? My manager's 
bought me a they had a they, they commissioned somebody to do a, a caricature of me as John Newton in the show. It's another thing I have. I'm, I'm sitting in my dressing room right now, so I can I can see these things. Yeah, those are those, those um, are great. Those are great. Yeah, yeah. like just great stuff to keep with you, you know, for forever. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. Did you um now are you are you single or are you taken? I'm single. And what are you looking for? <laughs> I don't know. I'm very, very recently single, so I, I, I don't know. I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to, you know, sense of humor first. And, um, yeah, who knows? We'll see. What does it take? What do you think it takes to make a relationship work when you're in the business that you're in? I, if, if you find out, let me know because uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard, right? It's it's yeah. really difficult, especially. Uh, I mean, I've lived all over the world for a little bit, and um, most of my relationships relationships have been long distance. I mean, I've committed myself now to being in New York City, um, but you know, I lived in Canada for three years. I was on tour for two years. I was on tour before that for two years. Um, so hopefully, now that I I've I've actually I just sold my place in Canada at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival, which I worked for a little while. Um, Where in Canada now, is that? Um, it's called the Stratford Shakespeare Festival. It's mm-hmm. uh, two hours west of uh, of Toronto. It's it's one of the best um, repertory theater companies in the world for sure. Um, I actually my production of Jesus Christ Superstar that I did in, in on Broadway, I started at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival and then came here. Oh wow, yeah, that was one thing that I've learned um, more recently. That now getting into this podcasting, that a lot of the shows don't originate on Broadway. Did this no, show? Did this all. show, Amazing Grace, did this originate on Broadway, or did you perform it? No, they, else? they. I, I've been with the show since 2009, and um, oh, wow, I, I did a reading of it um, in 2009 in New York City. But then when I was doing um, Jesus Christ Superstar in 2012. Uh, they had a small company go to Goodspeed Opera House in Connecticut, and they did um, a small production. And then we had an out-of-town tryout, they call it, um, in Chicago at the Bank of America Theater, and that was uh, 2014. Now here we are. That's crazy. Was it? Was how much of the cast changed or remained the same? Um, we got everybody from the cast and crew. It was uh, like a never happens, and it was six months later, so it's. It seems like it was kismet. Mm. And when did what was it like when you found out you were going to Broadway with this particular production? It was just it was, honestly, it was like finally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while. I it, I always believed in the in in the show, and uh, it, it, I thought it was going to happen a couple of years ago. So I was just I was just elated that it was finally happening. And and um, you know, it's a really great theater for our show. It's it's perfect size. Um, it's the Nederlander is, it, it, it's not too big, and it's, it's, but it's still very intimate the way it's set up. So we're very happy to be here. Yeah, I agree. I like that theater. I think you, you want an intimate feel with something like that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, what's your favorite part of the show for you? Like, what do you like to perform the best? Is there one song you love the most? or? Um, you know, I guess my favorite part of the show, it, it's, it's probably – Amazing Grace mm-hmm. because um, it's like the culmination of the story. Like we essentially what what it does is you've just seen the story of John Newton, and then it, Amazing Grace is the summary of it is essentially a, a bridge version of his autobiography. The song 
it's his life summed up in a song. So we, we show we show the audience this is his life and here is the song that he wrote about his life. And I think that's when the audience is, is completely kind of um moved. Uh and and we even have we have people even standing up and singing with us before before the curtain call even because they're they're so moved by that. And uh, that's a special thing that I don't think I've ever experienced in another show. I agree because it all kind of kind of comes together at the end, and it might seem obvious, but it's like even me, I was sitting there, I was like, oh wait, oh this song's in it, oh Amazing Grace, and then it all just kind of comes yeah. together, and it's very emotional. This, this, yeah, and because this story is it's so crazy that this guy who who was, had such a major impact on the ending on the on the slave trade, and then on the ending of the slave trade that he also happened to, like, it's just a side note on his life that he wrote Amazing Grace. So it's kind of crazy. That everyone knows, and, like, I've known since childhood, but yeah. never knew the meaning behind. Right. Um, yeah, that's really special. So right. so since you've been involved with the show since 2009, have you had any downtime? Have you gotten to travel at all? or? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've done other shows. Oh, I've done lots of other stuff since then. Um, it, it's just been, like, I would do a, I would do a reading or a workshop of this show, and then I would go off on tour, and then I would come back and do another reading, and then I would go. I would go to the Stratford Festival for one season, and I would come back to New York do another reading. Then I would go back to Stratford Festival for another season. Um, so it's been, you know, just a little bit here, and then I would come back and do a recording for them. And um, yeah, and I and I, but I haven't done much traveling for for leisure, but I've done traveling with work. What's your favorite Shakespeare play? Oh. I mean, it's a boring answer, but Hamlet. Mm-hmm. That's classic. Yeah. 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 On the flip side, what's your favorite Woody Allen film? <laughs> oh, um, uh, Midnight. What is it? That, that I re- recently saw was it Midnight in Paris? Um, With the, uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah that, really that, that was your favorite. I didn't like that one. That was like my. I least mean, favorite. I haven't seen. I haven't seen tons of Woody Allen, so I. I I did like that one, yeah. See Matchpoint. Have you, have you seen Matchpoint? I haven't, no. Go see Matchpoint. My, all right. That's my favorite. Um, Got it. What's one thing, this is a question I ask all my guests, what's one thing you would like to tell your 15-year-old self? Learn to dance. Um, learn to play piano. And... Well, those are two, that's two things. There you go. Okay. Can you dance? <laughs> not well enough. Not as well as I wish I could. Can you play piano? Nope. Nope. That's like, do you play any instrument? I can play chords on guitar. Mm-hmm. I can play chords on piano. I can play piano very, very slowly. But I can't play it well enough to accompany myself like uh, if I were to want to play in a cabaret or something. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'd really like to do. Oh, okay. So you're doing like a one-man show or something and be able to play. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, you still can. You still can, for sure. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, it's time for a game that I call Speed Through. I'm going to rapid fire some questions at you, and we'll get through as many as we can in 60 seconds. All right? Okay. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. What did you have for breakfast today? Kind bar. Biggest pet peeve? Um... When when a, a gas pump doesn't have that little thing that clicks it into place, so you have to hold it the whole time. <laughs> Three things you can't live without. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. 
chocolate, um, air, and women. If you had a beta fish, what would you name him? Uh, Frank. New York City or L.A.? Oh, God. Uh, L.A. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. If you're going to dinner at John Newton's house, what would you bring? One word that sums up your experience in Amazing Grace. Amazing. One way you live life to the fullest every day. What was that? One way you live life to the fullest every day. Um, via food. Say that again? Via food. Mm. Through the things I eat. Mm-hmm. Josh, thank you. Uh, so wonderful having you on the show today. That's 60 seconds, and we are done. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Go see the show, Amazing Grace, and um, it's currently playing on Broadway at the Nederland Theater. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you all next week. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at the Erica Finn Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.